welcome to Mackie's World the Podcast. Yeah, that's Mackie. Back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today, I got a special guest with me. Um, the founder of Smooth Collective, a brand out in Portland, Oregon. My guy, Tay, welcome on to Mackie's World. How you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me. I, pre- I appreciate it, bro. Of course, bro. How you living? How's you and your family holding up during this uh, quarantine situation? Oh, uh, man, uh, honestly, you know, just trying to stay safe, stay out the way, and, you know, use it uh, as a, a time to, you know, get in touch with self and, you know, uh, capitalize on extra time for the business, you know? Absolutely. I have to ask, have you been uh, social distancing at all? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I definitely got a social distance. Um, I'm typically at home or in my studio space. I'm not really out, outside of that. Man, I feel you on that because, yeah, I be uh, locked in the house nonstop. So I feel you on that, man. Keep staying safe out there. Um, but uh, before we get started, I got to say this. Um, Smooth Collective turned my dream into reality. Um, I had some T-shirts done. The cover art was done by my guy, Nate Jones. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I want to make a T-shirt. I reached out to my boy, Tay. He got his brand. And uh, it it worked together perfectly. Um, I'm getting a lot of good feedback on the brand. People are loving the cotton, loving the fit. So, um, you know, basically, I'm trying to work again with you and uh, and get some more work done for these Mackey's World Tees. How's that sound? Yeah, bro, that sounds great to me. Um, the cover art is dope too. Honestly, um, I I got a lot of people to ask me about them. You know, I try to send them your way, but yeah, man, I'm always looking to collab with you know pretty much any. Any anybody that's down to work, man, really, you know. That's so, dope, bro. Let's just yeah. get started. Um, talk to me about the origin story of Smooth Collective. How'd you come up with that name, the background design? Talk to us about that. So, um, our story is a little backwards. Um, we started um, back in the summer of 2016. Um, pretty much started it to like pretty much connect with my brothers because um, I've my dad has a whole tribe. My dad got nine kids. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <A> tribe. <laughs> nine kids. And, uh, you know, we, you know, pretty much got uh, almost all different moms. So, like, it was a way for me to come back home and connect with my, my you know, my family, my brothers and my sister. And, um, you know, we all have some type of, like, talent. Like when it comes to art, you know, we got graphic designers, we got rappers, we got music producers, we got a comedian. So it's just like I want to build, I wanted to build like a platform where I could connect with them. Mm. And um, Smooth Collective, the name like kind of was one of my brother, which is the other co-founder, Kevin Collier. He uh, he came up with Smooth Collective because it was uh, one of his dreams uh, in high school to start a. a, a um, what is it, a brand, mm-hmm. and he did pretty much just graphic design uh, in high school and a little bit in college, but um, he started this thing called Big Headed Astronauts, and, you know, while I was away um, at school, you know, he was kind of just, you know, doing his thing out here, you know, in high school, so um, I kind of noticed that, and I like fashion and clothes, just kind of something I always, like, mm-hmm. connected with, so, like, you know, I was just like, let's, let's create a, um, you know, a clothing line. Smooth Collective was just a name, like one of the names that he kind of had briefly in the past. So that's just kind of the origins. You know, we started, like I said, in, in 2016 in the mm-hmm. summer. And um, that summer, like I pretty much worked with my dad, 
he has a, a company. He had a company called uh, Niggas on the River. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you heard about them, but yeah, they went pretty much viral, and um, like they were doing merch, like their merch sales was crazy. So I would just help them out with like screen printing and you know make making their merch, and that kind of gave me the skills to like you know make clothes. So um, that's kind of when I was just like, man, we we might as well do our own clothing line. Mm-hmm. So. We started with a design that I created. It was a King Pac. I just drew Tupac with a crown on. Oh, yep, I remember that, yep. And that was, the design was made before we even came up with the name. So, that's like, that's why I say it came a little backwards, but it all came together, you know. To this day, we still, like, you know, getting a lot of the, you know, the wording, mission statements, all those things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ironed out. We have added new members and stuff like that. So, it's all coming together. That's what's up. Okay, so I got two things for you. So niggas on the river. Um, I think it was about four or five years ago. My dad, R.I.P. He used to watch them on YouTube all the time, and yeah. I think I watched a few videos too. Um, and yeah, bro, hilarious, bro. I used to be in tears yeah. watching them. <laughs> My dad. Yeah, rest in peace, your dad, man. Thanks, but... bro. Appreciate that. But yeah, he, yeah. he definitely followed that. Um, that's actually hella fun that you brought that up. Uh, I had no idea that was that was a uh, that was your people's. That random, yeah. that's the yeah. small world. Yeah, it's my dad and, and his uh, his brothers. So yeah, <laughs> like when I came back from school, like I was just like low key, like I, I felt like I was like an intern, bro. Like I was just like <laughs> kind of like just you know helping them any way I could, you know, and supporting them. So yeah, it's funny, man. Like when it comes to like the fishing and outdoors world, like everybody know who he is mm-hmm. and like. Like I've seen, like, like people run up to him, like, man, can I get an autograph. I'm like, this is crazy, man. That so, is crazy. So another yeah. thing, off of your origin story, what's like some other names besides Smooth Collective you guys had um, in the works potentially? Um, uh, it was either that or um, just kind of create, uh, pretty much starting with, starting again with my brother's old brand, um, Big Headed Astronauts. Yeah, but, like, Smooth Collective was one of the things where it's, like, um, you know, the collective is, like, one of the main things. Like, we want to move as a unit. Mm-hmm. And one of those things, uh, like, we're connecting with the family. Like, that's just a word that spoke to me personally. And, um, you know, Smooth, like, I feel like collective was just, like, a word that was just, like, looming. Yeah. And then Smooth was just something that I felt like it just capitalized. You know, we came up with that. So, yeah, man. Um not really we didn't have too many ideas like when it came to the name yeah. like but smooth collective just came like naturally you know yeah for me personally i think uh the collective piece is like speaks volume just because you you referenced you know, your dad's tribe earlier so i think right. it all kind of gums together so i think i think that's pretty dope uh you mentioned you know while you're in college um do you have like a background in marketing or design um speak, talk to us about that um, so, um, I went to school for business marketing. Um, I actually did not finish. I do have like, probably like a little over a year. I do plan on finishing. Yeah. Um, but, um, I went to Western Oregon and I just pretty much was, um, yeah, it was business administration at first. And then I kind of wanted to like have more of a, a marketing background. Mm-hmm. So. And business is just kind of something that's always been with me. Like, I've been around uh, a lot of business influences in my life. 
Um, so like, it's just something I always wanted to do is like run my own, you know, businesses and stuff like that. So, um, with design, like, um, I've always just drew for fun, like growing up, like we'd have the source magazines come in double XL, um, uh, slam magazines, all those magazines would come in the mail, bro. And I just like literally just start sketching like, you know, the, the covers or pages out of there that I loved, you know? So. You know, it was just like something I had, like just kept doing as I as I got older, and mm-hmm. you know, some of the things I draw, I'm like, how can I even do this, bro? It don't <laughs> even make sense sometimes. But yeah, man, I, I've drawn a lot of our designs. My brother, like I said, is a graphic designer, so we kind of just collab, um, and he pretty much takes a lot of my sketches and designs, like, and makes some graphics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's, it it works out pretty smooth. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, with your background, your brother's background, all your family in general, it's like everything kind of meshes together, starting from your dad having, like, that business acumen, then your brother coming in with the uh, graphic designs and you being the actual artist. I think it just kind of flows perfectly, so it kind of makes sense why Smooth Collective is the name of the business, so uh, mm-hmm. it's just all flawless, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Now, with that being said, what does it mean to own your own business? And in, in particular, to highlight everything going on in the world, what does it mean to be a black business owner? Um, That means everything to me. Um, that's kind of something that I've pretty much dedicated my life to is being an entrepreneur. Um, and like ownership is like, you know, something that means pretty much the world to me just because of you know, being a black business, um, is a special thing because our community hasn't really, you know, taken, uh, the initiative to own, um, you know, for the most part. So it's just like, it's, it's, it sucks that it's a rare thing, but you know, I start, I started my business to pretty much, like I said, become a platform to, to inspire others to do so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have, I feel like I have rubbed off on people. I'm, I'm the humble type, so I'm not going to say like, <laughs> you know, I burped some of these cats, bro. But, you know, Man, I, I definitely talk think... Talk your uh, talk, bro. Don't hold back. <laughs> this is Mackie's world. Talk your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, man, it's just, I'm, I, I feel like, uh, you know, it's just, it means the world to me, like, especially like guys like Nipsey, man. Nipsey was like, Man, he was like the blueprint for me. So mm-hmm. it's just like, um, just to hear him speak about ownership and like how how important it is to keep, you know, the dollar in the black community is is crazy, bro. Like it's just we control like what pops. We control the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We we control all of it. So like if we was to ever like just keep our money in our own community, like bro, it, we would run the world, bro. Literally, we would run the world, and um, it's just. That's kind of like, like I'm trying to create a, a culture within my collective to where, you know, we supporting each other. We move together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, those are the things I want to promote with my business. And it's just a positive, you know, I'm tired of like, you know, the controversy that sells and stuff like that. Yeah. And we take the high road, bro. You know, I respect that. So. You brought up a great point with, um, you know, black people pretty much just controlling everything. Like, we we literally say what's hot, from baggy uh-huh. clothes to skinny clothes to, to shoes to, you know, in your case, fashion. It's like, uh, we could have a big influence and with, you know, your voice, you know, and using your platform 
to push out the positive narratives. I mean, and even with the black dollar, we can do so many different things. So I think, I think you're definitely going down the right path. And um, I'm going to do whatever I can to support the brand, uh, ultimately. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Now, you mentioned uh, Nipsey Hussle. Um, do you have any other influences when it comes to building a brand or even, you know, having ownership? Um, another one, man, Kobe Bryant, man, uh, rest man. in peace to both of those guys. But it's just here, bro. Those, <laughs> those two, um, those two are probably my biggest influences mm-hmm. outside of like, you know, the people that actually directly influenced me. But it's just like the mindset both of those guys carried is just the things that kind of rubbed off on me at a young age, you know, and like, just, um, like, just literally influencing people and, and impacting people is just the way I wanted to like carry myself and my brand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the dollar, yes, is important, but like, you know what I'm saying, the the influence and your impact is what's going to last forever. And I think those two guys, like, you know, when they're not here, like, their name is going to last pretty much forever in our history for sure. So it's like, like, that's just kind of the, the uh, you know, the things I get inspired by with people like those gentlemen, you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. So you would say it's more important for you to have a positive, um, I guess, spin or outlook on the black community in particular rather than making a whole bunch of money. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, a lot of the, I mean, both of those guys had, you know, plenty of money, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, but yeah. it wasn't the money that's going to, like, make them live on. It's, it's going to be, Their you know, character. the way they carried themselves, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, those guys, um, you know, they built, they, they're, they're going to help generations from generations with their mindset and the things they taught, and they, they passed down, you know? Yeah. Um, that definitely uh, is a good point there. So um, basically what I'm hearing is like, uh, you know, the money is going to come ultimately, but you want to have a lasting impact. You want to be known for more than just making money, but having like mm-hmm. an impact on the community. Okay, that definitely makes sure. sense there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, with that being said, I mean, it's not like the long-term goal is to make a lasting impact on different community. Uh, then in, the, in turn, you know, you're building generational wealth. What are some short-term goals for Smooth Collective? Uh, short-term goals is pretty much, um, right now, like I said, I've added probably like probably like five people within this quarantine like oh, to wow. the team. So it's like, um, just like pretty much being one, becoming like an actual team, you know? And um, for myself, is like being more of a vocal leader because I'm more of an action, like, you know, I lead by, by example. Mm-hmm. but um you know that's something i'm working on myself is being more vocal and like being like the leader of it all like i i have to like delegate tasks now so mm-hmm. it's just something like there's a lot of things that i'm growing with like as we go but um like short-term goals is you know getting in a couple stores we got a couple of people we've been speaking to oh, on that dope. one um and um a lot of a lot more like marketing um commercials small commercials and stuff Mm -hmm. like that we're coming with like within this next year or so to kind of showcase like you know the story and stuff like that because i feel like our story is unique Mm -hmm. and it's something that's just gonna sell you know like the uh, merchandise you know a lot more so those things are definitely short-term goals for us right now 
what is the hardest part or I guess the most rewarding part as well? So two part question of being a business owner and being the, the leader of, you know, this company. Um, the hardest part for me, um, is just the fact that when you start something like there's a lot of sacrifice that you got to take, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of days where you're not going to really sleep or eat as much as you should. Like, you know, there's plenty of times where I felt like I was alone. Mm. There's plenty of times where I felt just, like, misunderstood. People look at you crazy because, of, you know what I'm saying, like, you have these goals and dreams. Mm -hmm. Like, um, but, like, the most rewarding part is um, just having that, like, like I said earlier, like, the impact and being able to just connect with, like, the community. Mm -hmm. There's been, you know, a handful of times where we've, you know, done things to just you know, hold our hand out as much as we could for the community. And, uh, you know, a lot of our members do things separately to to impact the community. So, like, um, another thing is, like, you know, having relationships, like, with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, being able to make your gear. We've been we've made other gear for other organizations and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So just, know, just to know, like, people are satisfied with the quality of the work. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, people continue to come, you know, like, I think that's the most rewarding part. Seeing strangers rock our stuff, like, that's, that's crazy. Dope. Yeah, that's hella dope. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of, you know, the sacrifices, what are some sacrifices that you had to make during quarantine? Um, you know, is it is it you find it harder to, I guess, market your stuff or be creative? What do you find, like, challenging in quarantine? Um, challenges in quarantine definitely was like you know all the events that had to be canceled like you know pop-up events and stuff like that mm -hmm. um we had a couple that was uh that we were gonna attend like literally probably like the like i want to say it was in april april um you know there's a couple like you know obviously you got your your uh last thursdays and stuff like that yep, last thursday in portland uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, Saturday markets. So it's like those big events and stuff, like to continue to get your name out there. That's like, I, I definitely think those are like the biggest like obstacles that we've had to face and find like different ways to just kind of stay relevant mm -hmm. and keep our name like, you know, just going up and trending. So definitely. Um, yeah. During quarantine, you know, with the George Floyd incident, you know, and everyone's talking about, you know, buying black. Have you seen a spike in business um, knowing that there's a black-owned company in Portland? Are people buying more of your merch to support you know, local black businesses? Definitely. Um, even myself, you know, I, I've, uh, you know, tried to step up a, little, a lot more to, like, you know, support other brands and other black businesses, but definitely, like, business has been crazy. Like, um, literally, <laughs> like, Last week, man, I I probably put like two twelve hour days like in a row, like man. And I'm in my studio space like literally like ten hours like a day. So it's just like business has been crazy lately. Um, it's definitely a blessing, mm -hmm. but like I said, a sacrifice to step in more too, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah, man, it's it's been fun. Um, I I hate that it took like you know another black man to die for us to like gravitate to to supporting each other more yeah, but mm -hmm. you know like hey man i feel like we all got a, a place in this fight and uh i definitely think you know 
the members in my brand for sure have been doing their job. I would say that for sure. So that's what's up. So, um, with the members of your brand, how are you? How are you uh, de- delegating tasks? Do you have like people dedicated to just drawing pieces, or are you like the exclusive, you know, illustrator of the brand? How does that work? Um, so my brother, uh, Kevin actually does some drawing himself. Um, so like he, he comes up with, you know, a lot of his own designs too. Um, we do uh, also have another graphic designer. Um, his name is Greg Robinson. So he's helping us out with like, you know, a lot of the artwork and like manufacturing the gear with myself. Then I have somebody, uh, his name is DeAndre. Uh, he goes by DeAndre Dance, but his name is DeAndre Holton. Mm-hmm. Um, he does community engagement. Um, he pretty much finds ways for us to stay in touch with the community, um, as well as like he has a background. He's a he's a school teacher at King, so okay. you know he just finds ways to like connect with the youth too. Um, we just, another thing we were supposed to like have a little opportunity where we did some like flag football thing with King this summer, but you Man. know COVID hit so. Oh. But, um, yeah, um, I have someone else named, her name is Marley Norman. She's helping me with, like, the women's side, the women's apparel. So I'm getting a lot of suggestions, like, with, like, a direction that we're going to take with, like, the women's looks and stuff like that. Because I feel like, personally, like, our our consumer base is is, is very dominated by women. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, you know, I just kind of want to get some more looks that's more catered to women so that makes sense um i got somebody helping me out with business management um his name is kevin he works at uh dead stock the coffee shop downtown yep Mm -hmm. um so he's helping me out with business management and yeah man i've just been pretty much soaking up all the information i could i've been trying to figure out yeah bro like it's it's been nonstop. like like quarantine hit, people was thinking like, "Oh dang, like the business gonna slow down." Hell no, nah, man! Like <laughs> quarantine hit, man. Like literally, like business went crazy. Like I want to say, like somebody hit me with a custom thing because I wasn't even going into my space at the beginning of this stuff because I was like, "Man, I need to stay home." Yeah. And like, man, I got somebody hit me with a custom piece, and I was like, "Man, there ain't no reason why I can't just go." go uh knock some stuff out so telling you it's been home and and in the studio space so would you say covid is almost a blessing in disguise for definitely okay got it that makes sense definitely Uh, a blessing in disguise yeah definitely um do you feel like you would have been working this hard if if covid wasn't around or do you feel like it doesn't matter covid here or not you're still going 100 miles an hour to push the brand um, to be creative and to just pretty much, you know, promote positivity? Um, I definitely is. I just, I'm a go, go, go. Like, no matter what, <laughs> I, I work, man. And I think the difference between uh, COVID and before it is just, like, the fact that um, I work at Nike, so, like, I had to balance my, my work schedule at Nike as well as, you know, with Running Smooth Collective. So just now that I have, like, other team members like even if i have to go back to work like there's more stuff to delegate you know like more tasks to like give out to other people you know and you know kind of figure out like our our schedules outside of you know smooth collective so it's just been cool to like actually uh be a part of something that's just bigger than me you know um if you could collab 
uh, with any person or brand, who would you collab with? Man, honestly, I've always wanted to design design some shoes, man. So I'm gonna go with you know, like obviously Nike with me because right. you know, and Jordan needs some help. Let's be real, bro. Jordan <laughs> needs some help, man. Like he keep releasing all these these old like silhouettes and stuff like that. The colorways be sometimes weak, so it's like he needs some help, man. Like if anybody got some pull to get get me uh, on a call with him, man, like let him know, man. But yeah, bro, I, I've always I think Nike's definitely like been one of those like uh, like brands that just kind of like uh, inspired me. I know mm-hmm. it sounds kind of basic, but you know everybody wear Nike, man. It's it's universal. Absolutely. So that's why I, I kind of you know I'm reading the Shoe Dog right now. Uh, oh, the that's um, the, the uh, Phil Knight book. Yeah, I've read that before. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, I'm just trying to soak up as much as I could and learn from the best, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, Nike is the best to me personally, but yeah. you know, it's just, uh, yeah, man, if I, if it was one that I could collab with, I'm definitely doing Nike and I'm, man, I'm telling you those <laughs> basic t-shirts would be fine, bro. For real though. I, I can see it now, a smooth collective and a Nike design together. That'd be super dope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so which Jordan would you want to create for your, for yourself? Would it be the Jordan one, two, three, what would you choose? Um, I'm, I'm always been, I've always been a one guy. It's just, I got like skinny feet. So like, they just, <laughs> you know, like Jordans are all bulky to me. Yeah. I so see. like, you know, uh, I gotta go. So I always got to try them on to see how they look on my feet first. But the one has always been something that just, you know, they just look the cleanest to me. You know, it was super, super classic look Yeah, you can outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Outside of that, I always like the sevens and the elevens too. Mm. Like, yeah, Both of those is definitely cool. Definitely one of my favorite um, underrated. You know what? Uh, speaking of sports, we're going to transition here. I mean, before we transition to the sport piece, man, thanks for uh, giving us that insight on Smooth Collective. Uh, definitely appreciate that. Heard some funny stories there and some stuff I did not know. And it's crazy. We got that small connection, too, with, uh, you know, my dad watching your dad on YouTube. That's crazy. That's small crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Now, just a few sports questions. are going to wrap up here soon. Uh, do you think the NBA should return? Man, I'm going to be real. I'm very torn about it. Like, the reason why I'm torn about it is because I'm a Laker fan, and we just <laughs> been weak for so long, bro. And we finally get on top of the West, and, like, now all this stuff happens, you know? <laughs> but, man, honestly, like, let's be real. Like, the um, NBA is it's just, like, it's a business. It's majority. It's, it's a business, yeah, yeah, but it's majority black, so we control it. If mm-hmm. you think about it, if LeBron was able to, you know, if LeBron was like, man, I'm sitting out, man. Look how much money they'd be losing. Yeah, that's true. So it's just like you know, it's just I'm torn about it because obviously I want to see you know the guys play, but at the same time it's like to make a statement to actually like make a capitalist like you know protest like that's that's the way to do it to me yeah. like. You know, let's not play. But at the same time, you know, they have their ways to protest too. And they, at the end of the day, you know, they ball players. So, you know, I get why they would want to play too. But like like I said, I'm torn. I'm just, you know, especially with the, the injustices that's been going on for so long, man. It's just like, how are we, how are we so okay with like playing for, for a white men's organization for so long? When we have the, you know, LeBron is a billion dollar athlete. Like, <laughs> 
it's like, bro, these guys could come together and make their own league. It'll be easy, you know? Yeah, um, you brought up a good point. Now, for me, kind of going back to what you said about them playing in their platform, I feel like they should play because they do have a huge platform. Um, yeah, I, I get that. in episode seven that, you know, say LeBron scores 50 points, you know, um, he can literally say, you know what, I'm not talking about that game. I'm talking about Brianna Taylor's killers are still cops right now or mm. they're still free. And the media is going to talk about what LeBron said, not about his 50-point game. Maybe I'm being a little naive, but, you know, you have a platform. Use your platform to the benefit of, you know, our people. With these injustices going on, yes, you can highlight what's going on. You can bring up the, the statistics. So use that. You Use your voice, you know. Now, no, that's fair, yeah. Now, on the flip side is the safety part that sometimes we kind of forget about. If you're in a bubble and one person gets COVID, right. that means everyone's <laughs> affected by it. You can't just quarantine one person in a bubble. That doesn't really make right. too much sense to me personally. So it's going to be tricky if one person gets COVID. I think maybe four people might be the threshold, an arbitrary number. But I think four people will be the threshold. NBA say, you know what, four people have it. We got we to just stop playing ultimately. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, man. We are in some weird times, that's for sure. But it's yeah. like, like you said, like, people keep forgetting, too, man. Like, we are definitely in the middle of a pandemic. We've never been here either. Never. And we don't have the leadership for it either. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> let me sneak that in. But, man, yes, speaking of sports, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you on that, though, for sure. Like, we, especially how the NBA is using uh, – you know, the back of the jerseys and stuff like that to make their statements, too. I think That'd it's dope. be pretty dope. I think yeah, it's that's going to be dope. dope. I definitely would purchase a jersey, man. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Low-key, low-key. Well, hey, man, that's all the time here for um, this interview with my guy, Tay, from Smooth Collective. Uh, before we go, I mean, shout out your Instagram, shout out your Twitter, shout out anything so we can find you and purchase some, uh, some merch. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, Keep It Smooth 16 is the brand. Um on instagram and that's my twitter handle um my instagram my personal instagram is is t-y-e-c actually it's underscore t-y-e-c underscore s-e so i mean yeah those are the, the things i'm mostly on i'm on facebook a little bit you know you can find me uh but yeah that's those are my handles man all right thank you man so that wraps up episode eight of mackie's world Shout out my guy Tay, Smooth Collective, Keep It Smooth 16 on Instagram. I appreciate you for making that dream become a reality as far as making the Mackey's World tees. And for sure, we will be working again. Um, as we close, thank you for taking a trip through the mind of Mackey. Until next time.